If you've ever thought about writing a book, this episode of the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Podcast is for you. In 2000, I tried to publish my first book. It was a book about alternative health treatments, something that I had researched for over 20 years. No one would represent me because they thought I didn't have the credentials to write it. In the words of one agent, I wasn't a doctor. Recently, I wrote my eighth book in a weekend, self-published it in 15 minutes, and it was a bestseller. My eighth bestseller, as each of my books, has reached bestseller status. I'm going to tell you how I did this and how you can do it too. A lot has changed in the publishing industry, and I'm going to show you how you can make the best of it to get your book written and published in 90 days or less. Welcome to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, founder of the GPS Business Academy, the premier business training and coaching company. Our focus is on the synergy of process and profits, strategy and soul. And we provide expert business advice, resources, and training for startups, restarts, and expanding empires. And we've been doing it since 2012. We specialize in teaching entrepreneurs how to create high-value, high-volume, high-growth businesses. I'm an eight-time best-selling author, radio host, globally recognized business and energy congruence expert. Thank you for joining me on this week's Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Podcast, and I hope you'll learn something that motivates, energizes, and supports your entrepreneurial ambitions. Let's get started. I can still remember, this is back in about May 2000, after my 30th contact with a literary agent trying to find someone who would represent me and the book that I wanted to publish. Now in those days, you had to find an agent who would then present your work to a publisher and hopefully they would accept it. And this man that I spoke to was actually quite nice. He was very kind in his rejection and he basically told me look you're not a medical doctor you're not going to find anyone who wants to take on this book and try and represent it to a publishing house because you have no credibility now in those days remember this was in 2000 this was 20 years ago the only alternative to publishing your book was to follow the traditional publishing model which was to find an agent to represent you the agent submits your manuscript to a publisher the publisher reviews it and decides whether or not to make it part of their catalog. And then from acceptance to publication takes about two years. Here's the new publishing model. You write your book, you self-publish, you market it to bestseller status. Time to publication is the time it takes you to write and format your book and do the cover and you can find people to do that for you. I was really able to write an entire book in a weekend from a Friday to a Sunday and it took me about 15 minutes to publish and you can do this too. This is the new way of publishing books and later in this podcast I'm going to share some statistics with you to show you just how popular self-publishing has become. How can you write and publish your book in 90 days or less? Let's look at some key decision criteria you need to consider when making a decision to write a book. Number one, what is your book about? Don't write for your readers, write your story. 
Your story is what your audience connects with and how they'll see you as a trusted resource. Your audience looks for three main things in any book, especially one where you share your story or you're writing a book about coaching or about business. The first thing they look for is your story and they want these top three things from your story. One is they want authenticity. Do you really have experience in your topic and is that shared in your story? For example, if you're going to write a book about parenting, the first thing the reader is going to want to know is how many children do you have? What's your parenting experience? If you're writing a book about cooking, they're going to want to know what kind of food you cook. What's your cooking experience? If you want to write a book about adventure, they're going to want to know what kind of adventures you take. Authenticity is the strongest criteria that you have going for you in writing a book. Your audience wants to know, do you really know what you're talking about? And the only way that you know is through experience. Experience gives you expertise. The word expert is derived from the word experience. Number two is relevance. Can they see a shared experience with you through your story? So if you are relevant to your audience, then they connect with you through your story. There's something about your story that mirrors their life. Relevance is important because in order for your readers to relate to you, they need to find common ground. So if you're writing about, say, a luxury lifestyle and they live in some little town with three kids and they live on a farm and they've never been out of town, there's no relevance to them. They really are maybe going to buy your book out of curiosity if they do, but there's nothing that they can relate to in your story. One of the most popular blogs in internet history is The Pioneer Woman. It was one of my favorite blogs to read when she first came out about, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago. And it's the story of a woman who was living in LA, was moving to Chicago to get married. She's driving cross country. She stops off in Oklahoma to see her family, meets a man on her last night there, falls in love, marries him, moves out to this enormous 50,000 acre Oklahoma ranch and how she went from, in her words, from high heels to tractor wheels. And it was an amazing story. It's an amazing blog. She wrote about her story. She was averaging 40 or 50,000 blog visits a day. Now you know her through her TV show, her cookbooks, her cookware products, the store that she has in her town in Oklahoma. Her audience loved her because so many of them could relate to her story, either wanting to live on a farm or making significant life changes or loving to cook and caring for children and things like that. She has an enormous relevance to a lot of different kinds of people, which makes her an extremely popular author and podcast host. And number three is resonance. So resonance here, we're going to talk about energy, we're going to talk about ethics and standards, we're going to talk about lifestyle. They have to resonate with you. There has to be some kind of shared energy exchange where they feel that you understand them and they can understand you because you resonate with them. If you are someone who is, for example, 
writing about business coaching and you're engaging in some really dishonest behavior and your audience knows that, you're not going to resonate with them. They're not going to want to know about business strategies if they know that you aren't a very honest business person. For the same reason that some other business coaches whose names I won't mention have written books about their experiences and they're so far removed from their audiences because of their language, because of their lifestyle, because of the things that they have done in the past, because of the way they've run their business, that they're not very popular because there's no resonance there. You don't want to learn about business from someone whose business behavior is highly unethical, who, for example, steals other people's content and uses it in your business, who tries to convince you that they're going to teach you unconventional business methods, right? Conventional honesty is much more in line with the relevance that your readers want from you today. Your audience is looking for three things again, authenticity, where you have the experience, you have done what you said you can do, your story is actually true and it's something that they can relate to. Relevance, they see a shared experience. So through your, your writing, they actually connect to you because there's something in their life that mirrors something that you've written. And resonance, you're at their, their level and they resonate energetically. They can feel that connection they have with you, that you understand them. All right, number two in the key decision criteria, and I'm telling you like five key decision criteria that you need to consider when you're deciding to write a book. Number two is which publishing model do you use? Well, as a self-publisher, as a self-published author, multiple self-published author, I will tell you, try self-publishing. It's easy, the learning curve is very short, and you publish your own book. Print-on-demand has changed the self-publishing model. You no longer have to buy hundreds of books and try and sell them, which is how you used to have to do self-publishing. So you would take your book to a printer, have them print your book, and then they would have to do a run. So you'd have to buy a thousand copies or 500 copies, or sometimes it could be just 300 copies. This is how I published my first book, 30 Days to Everyday Miracles. And at the time, that's what you had to do. Well, I had to sell 300 copies of my book, which I did, but I also had my book at home, so I had to mail all the copies. I had to do in-person book events and book sales and things like that. And I sold all 300 copies, and I had four or five additional printings, and then I uploaded my book to a self-publishing platform. But this used to be the model, and I absolutely suggest that you go the self-publishing route, mainly because with a traditional publisher, you're going to have to go that route. So you find an agent who's going to market it to a publisher who then will determine whether they even want it and to add it to their catalog. And then they have editorial control over the content. So when you take your book to a traditional publisher and they decide they're going to publish you, they look at your content, they look at the rest of their catalog, and they will require, if they want, that you make certain changes to the book so that it fits their editorial guidelines, which you may or may not want to do, and they have control over that. Then you get published according to your publisher's timeline. So when you self-publish, you just pick a date and you publish. That's what I've always done. But there's generally about a two-year wait between the time the publisher accepts your book and they publish it. 
I don't know about you, but I really did not want to wait two years to get my book published. With the self-publishing model, you're in full control of your book, your publishing timelines, and your content. So here's decision criteria number three, and this is a very interesting one. First of all, it's one that a lot of people have a lot of misconceptions about. It's one that's very misrepresented and misunderstood, and it's this. Who markets my book? So here's where there's a lot of confusion because many people think if you choose the traditional publishing route, they'll do everything for you. They'll do all the marketing and all you have to do is sit back, relax, and get the royalty checks. Wrong. Whether you self-publish or you find a traditional publisher, you are responsible for your marketing. You are required to actively market your book and while they may assist you with some things, the bulk of the marketing effort is up to you. And you have to market your book in the same way whether you self-publish or you've got a traditional publisher. So either way, you end up having to do all of the marketing effort in your book. And whether you decide to self-publish or not, if you are in the process of thinking about your book or writing your outline or maybe even writing a book proposal because you are going to go the traditional publishing route or you're doing the outline because you're getting ready to start writing, you need to start marketing your book now. The day you decide to launch is not the day that you start building a platform, creating an audience, and creating interest in your book. In my GPS Author Academy program, which is a comprehensive program on how to write, publish, and what I call platformize your book, from the very beginning, as soon as you decide what you're going to write your book about, you start marketing, you start blogging, you start podcasting, you start doing things on social media so that you can develop an interest in your book. What this does is it starts building your audience, it showcases your expertise, and it builds interest in your book and your topic. Now, remember what I said a little while ago, you know, the self-publishing industry is huge. Even with the self-publishing industry, there's also the traditional publishing industry. So millions of books get published every year, a lot of them probably on the topic that you are writing about. You will have a unique perspective the perspective that can only come from you, from your experience, from your expertise, and from your authority. Your story is unique, and the audience that you will attract is unique. That's why you have to start marketing now, so you start building that audience. And you can do this in a lot of different ways. I mentioned starting a podcast, blogging, becoming a guest on others' podcasts, using social media, a host of marketing activities, all of which we teach you in the GPS Author Academy program. So number four, and this is the five key decision criteria that you need to make to publish your book. I'm focusing on self-publishing here because the traditional publishing model is different, but I'm a self-published author. I'm a very successful self-published author, and I want to encourage you to consider self-publishing. So number four is, how does my book get published so I have copies to sell? So once you've written your book, it has to go into print. It has to get published. Now, if you're going to sell an ebook, you just put it up on one of the ebook providers, CreateSpace, Amazon, etc., and that's done. But if you've written a print book, you're going to have like a Kindle copy, which you'll format it for, but you need a print book too. A lot of people, me included, still like print. I still like paper books. In 2010, something wonderful happened to make the self-publishing option even more attractive to authors, and that is print on demand. 
in the old self-publishing model, you had to reach out to printers, have them print hundreds of copies of your book, sometimes thousands of copies, and then you stored those books in your garage until you could sell them. With print-on-demand, you can buy a dozen or so copies of your book if you want, but your books are printed when they sell, so you don't have to buy any books at all. When there are sales of your book, they get printed and then the publishing house sends them out. If you use CreateSpace, which is an Amazon print, it's very easy. You upload your book, you upload the cover, you can buy books if you want at a discounted price. You decide the royalty payment you're going to get. And then if somebody buys your book, they print it and send it out for you. All you have to do with print-on-demand is upload the formatted interior and cover PDF files into a self-publishing platform. So there's a CreateSpace, there's Ex Libris, there's Lulu. There are a number of self-publishing platforms. CreateSpace and Lulu are the two biggest ones. Then your book is done. You get an online version that you can proofread. And if you approve it, you set up your distribution and that's it. Your book is sold and you launch it. The book gets listed on Amazon and you market it so customers buy it and you don't have to buy anything. I and mean, you can do the same thing on Barnes and Noble and other sites like Goodreads, Books A Million. There's some sites that you can list your book on too. When you do the self-publishing, you upload it to like CreateSpace and the book is listed on Amazon. You let your audience know where they can find it and you don't have to buy anything. Then you can collect your royalty checks as you actively market your book and create your platform. And the number five of the top five decision criteria you need to make, and these are some of the biggest questions that I get asked about books, and this is probably the, one of the biggest questions. Can my self-published book become a bestseller? Now, I remember years ago, and you probably made the same mistake that I did, thinking that bestseller actually meant the best book. And I would say that bestseller status is probably one of the most confusing aspects of book publishing, mainly because when we see bestseller, we tend to think of best book. And I, for the longest time, thought that a bestseller was literally a book that was so good that everybody bought it. Wrong. Bestseller status has nothing at all to do with how good your book is. It's a measure of your book selling the most copies in your category at a point in time. And if you choose a publishing category that is not as competitive as others, then you're practically guaranteed to be number one in that category, which is what Ed identifies a bestseller when you market your book correctly. Now, there are a number of ways to get bestseller status. There's also, which a lot of publishers do and a lot of self-published authors do, you buy your own books. So if you've ever received an email that said, hey, I've got these extra copies of my book and I'm happy to give you one for free, all you have to do is pay for shipping. Well, guess where they got the copies of those books? They bought the books to move the numbers. They had people go in and actually buy the books so that they could push the numbers up and get that book up in the category to achieve bestseller status. Is it ethical? No, but they do it all the time. I recently saw some publisher who offered, we have 30 copies of this book that's coming out and we're going to give it away to the first 30 people who write into us. Well, guess where they got the copies of that book? They had people go in and buy the copies of the book 
and then they used those copies as giveaways, but the attempt was to drive up the numbers, the sales numbers, to get that book closer to bestseller status. Again, I think that's dishonest. That's not how I get to bestseller status with my books. I just choose a launch date and I launch and then it gets to bestseller because I'm a popular author and so many people look forward to my books and so many people buy my books. But there are ways to cheat the system. There are people who think that that's okay and that's what they do. And a lot of publishers do this. In fact, if you look at the New York Times bestseller list, Sometimes you'll see a top bestseller. It'll have a little symbol. It's a little sword, I think, next to it. And that sword means that they suspect that that author is buying their books to drive up their numbers. Again, it's not honest, but a lot of people do that because they want to say, hey, I'm number one bestseller. It's a status symbol to them. And while it can be an interesting factoid, it's not worth cheating to get to the top. A lot of people do it. So when you see these books offers coming through, hey, we've got all these copies of the book and we're just going to send you one for free. I want to gift you my book. All you have to do is shipping. The way they got those books is they were buying their own books. I had ordered a book like that in the package with the book was an Amazon receipt. There was actually the receipt from the person who had bought the book, again, one of the buyers, to push it up to bestseller status. Those are the five decision criteria. Again, those are things that I go over with you in the GPS Author Academy from crafting your message and getting your story straight. So your purpose, your story, and your message are the three top criteria in your book. You, you need to establish that before you ever start writing. And that's the first thing we do is establish your purpose, story, and message, and then go into how to organize your thoughts, how to start writing your book, what to put where, and then once you've written your book, how to format it, how to publish it, how to design a cover. And if you don't want to do those things yourself, I provide you with resources to help you do it. So how do you write your book in 90 days or less? Let me give you the five key steps, though there are some other details involved in here, but here's the five key steps. Number one, choose your topic and message. Be sure that it's part of your story where you showcase your experience and expertise. You have to share an authentic story. That's number one. You have to know what you're writing about. And here's a little secret. You can't write a book that you think your audience will read. You have to write the book that you want to write, that you can write, that is about you and your story and your message and what you want to share with audiences. You'll have an audience for your book. Every author has an audience. You just need to write your own story, write the story that you know instead of trying to write a book that you think people will read. Number two, organize your thoughts and start writing. Writing a book takes commitment and some discipline. If you try writing a chapter every few days and you really stick with it, your book will be finished. Of course, if you're like me and you decide you're going to write a book over a weekend, and I've done that more than once, then your book will be finished very quickly. But it's really about organizing your thoughts and knowing what you're going to write about. And every book, as I teach in the GPS Author Academy, every book has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And there's also a way of formatting each chapter so that it follows a formula that's guaranteed to make your readers like your book and to be able to follow your book. And I, again, I teach you that as well. 
organizing your thoughts and start writing. This is the hard part, putting your story down on paper. But it's easy once you just commit to it and do the writing on a daily basis or every few days and get your thoughts down. Number three, and this is critical. Remember I said whether you self-publish or you go the traditional publishing route, you still have to market your book. You have to create your own platform. You have to do most of your own marketing. As you're starting to write your book, once you know what your purpose, your story, and your message are, now you can start marketing, start doing the blog, start doing the podcast, do interviews, start your social media presence, engage your audience. Those are all the things that you can do. And one of the best marketing venues right now is video. Do short videos, talk about your story, talk about your book, talk about your experience. Audiences love that. And the more marketing you do now, the more interest you build in your book, the more curiosity you build, and people will buy your book. As you're building this platform for your book, which isn't just about selling a book, I finally got the book written, I finally got it sold, I can quit now. You're building a platform. Your platform, a process which I call platformizing your book, is something that extends your book into programs, courses, coaching, speaking, and more. So you are going to take this book and create an entire series of products from your book, creating a platform for you and for your message. Number four, choose a launch date so you'll know when your book is going to be finished. You need a launch date, first of all, to let your customers know those who are going to buy your book, but you also need a launch date for you so you know when your book has to be finished, when the cover has to be finished, when the interior has to be written and, and formatted. You'll plan your writing schedule, your book editing and proofreading, your interior and your cover design, and all your final details around this date. You also need to, on your launch date to do something like a Zoom conference or some kind of webinar where you can talk about your book and give prizes and talk to people and maybe read a part of your book. All of those become really important part of marketing your book, which is something we teach in the GPS Author Academy. Now we come to the big day, number five. It's time to launch your book and your programs that are coming from your book. It's the big day when you can launch the book and let the world know all about you and your writing. It's an exciting time and you deserve to do this right. So you'll have planned the launch, you'll have marketed around it, you'll have done podcasts, you will have built your audience, you will have done everything that you can so that your launch is successful. And one other successful thing, and I talked about this a few minutes ago, is choosing the right category for your book. Say you are in health and wellness, which is a big topic right now, and you're doing fitness. It's one of the most popular categories in health and wellness. It already has bestsellers that have been on the bestseller list for months. So what you might want to do is choose that same area, but choose a different subcategory that's not so crowded so that you even have a chance of achieving bestseller status in that category. You also will move to the top of the list and that looks better on Amazon. So when you appear close to the top of the list, it just gives more interest in your book. It also is more fine-tuned. So say, for example, you're writing in health and wellness and it's lifestyle. Maybe it's lifestyle after 50. Maybe it's lifestyle with cancer or after cancer. Maybe it's lifestyle for women over 50. Can you see how 
narrowing that topic puts you in a more well-defined class that allows you to appeal to very specific interests while also serving a broader category, but you have a better chance of being a bestseller in a less crowded category than you do in a huge category on Amazon like lifestyle and fitness, which everybody's in that. I want to cover one, well, actually two more things. In case you're wondering, first of all, how big the self-publishing market is, Bowker, which is the leading authority in book printing and the official number of ISBN numbers, issued 1.4 million ISBN numbers for self-published books and ebooks in 2018 alone. 1.4 million ISBNs for self-published books and ebooks. And that was a 40% increase over 2017. And Bowker also predicts that the number of self-published books will increase exponentially every year as the self-publishing industry becomes a more viable alternative for authors. As I said, there was a time, and, and I remember in 2000, I remember very clearly talking on the phone to the 30th literary agent as I was desperately trying to find an agent to represent me because that's what you did. Most publishers don't take unsolicited manuscripts, and there was really no other way to publish my book. I really didn't want to buy hundreds of copies, and I thought it was such a great book and such a great topic that any publisher would jump at the chance. The problem is, according to these literary agents, I didn't have the credentials to write a book on alternative health because I wasn't a doctor, so they weren't even going to look at my book because they just think I wasn't able to write the book. Now that I can self-publish, I'll publish the book and I don't care about what they think. There is so much interest in self-publishing. Imagine over 1.4 million books were self-published in 2018 alone. Balker anticipates that the self-publishing market will grow by 40% every year, which means that in 2019-2020, we're going to have well over 2 million self-published books. And finally, let's dispel one more untrue rumor. This has been a rumor for a very long time, that if you self-publish, you will never be able to get a publisher to sign you. Unfortunately, this actually used to be true. It's not true anymore, but it used to be true. If you self-decided to self-publish, no publisher would take you. But publishers are interested in taking on authors who have an audience and a platform. If you have those thanks to your previous marketing efforts, including publishing your own books that could include one or more self-published titles. Finally, let's dispel one more rumor that is no longer true, but that used to be true. And it's that if you self-publish, you won't be able to get a publisher to sign you. Now, that used to be true. If you self-publish, no publisher would ever publish your book. They wouldn't take you on. But publishers today realize that self-published authors, the ones that are successful, have two things that they want. They have credibility and they have a platform and they have an audience and book publishers want to make money. They want to sell a lot of books and they know that somebody who's already done the groundwork to build an audience, to build a platform, who has credibility and who has a fairly good sized presence in the market, whether they built that through one or more self-published titles, they don't care. They will publish you if you are of interest to them. So don't feel like if I self-publish, I'll never get a publisher to take on like one of my books in the future. That's just simply not true anymore. 
And if you have the success, they'll be more than happy to add your next book or two to their catalog. That is how to write and publish your next book in 90 days or less. The decision criteria that you're going to be looking at if you self-publish your book and the five key steps that you can take in book self-publishing. As you guessed, I'm a huge fan of self-publishing. It has enabled me to publish eight bestsellers. I've got plenty more books coming down the pipeline. I have no shortage of topics to write about and I want to at least give you the opportunity to explore this option for yourself. So if you're thinking of writing a book, consider joining the GPS Author Academy where I will take you through the whole process. We give you six months of guidance and you should have your book written by then. A lot of my students publish their book far sooner, but I've been through this process. I know the process. I know how to write great books. People love my books. They, they still read them. And I have eight bestsellers, so I'm doing something right. And I have so much experience in self-publishing. I know the ins and outs. I know how to get your book written. And I also know resources that you can use that aren't expensive, but are very effective and very professional so that you can get your book written, formatted, your cover designed, or whatever else you need done for your book in a relatively short amount of time. Consider self-publishing as an option. Consider writing that book. The world really does need to hear what you have to say and a book is the best way to get your message out there. Just remember it has to be authentic. You have to be relevant to your audience and they have to be able to resonate with you. And that's how you're gonna self-publish your book and build a platform of courses, programs, speaking, podcasts, and much, much more that will give you an income so that you're making money off your book. But also, there's nothing like seeing your book in print, seeing your words on paper, and knowing that they help other people and that other people benefit from your experience and your expertise. So consider self-publishing. I hope this has been helpful, and I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Goals, Profit, and Soul Business Show podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you. Please subscribe, give it a like, and a review. Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information they need to turn those business dreams into an entrepreneurial reality. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.